Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited to celebrate with you today, my friend, Natalie Levine. Now, this is actually, I consider her my friend because I've seen her online so much. And of course, I invited her to be on my channel, and I love that she's been a regular on my channel. Um, but I feel like she is a friend because I know her through her work and I get it. Like when people say that they feel like they know me, I totally get it because of how I feel about Natalie. I love what she embodies. I love what she shares. I love how she just is in this truth of brilliance and so much love and so much wisdom and so much beauty. And she just has this amazing light. And so that's why you've seen her on my channel as a regular. And now Natalie is coming to Synchronicity University. This is so exciting as part of the July, no, the May Speaker May. Series 2023. Yeah, even sooner. Great. We get to celebrate you even sooner. <laughs> That's part of the May speaker series where for a very limited time, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate for this caliber of astrologer. And we're going to have a lot of fun here today. Natalie, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I am so excited. I can't wait to get to work with the people who subscribe to your channel and however else they know you. There may be other ways that they know you. And I am so looking forward to getting to, I love that you described um, your experience of me as feeling like I'm hugging you, even though we haven't met in person yet, because I feel like you might be feeling the vibration of my cancer moon trining my Pisces sun. So it's like a lot of mother energy that I feel like I vibrate. And where, what about your ascendant? My rising is cancer as well. So ah, like, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting because so often when people meet me, they say, oh my God, you seem so caring. Like I just see how caring you are, how much you love the people and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it because of that cancer ascendant. We do have something in us and with you, with the moon as well, that does genuinely care about others, eh? Oh my goodness, so very much. And my, I feel like the when I communicate, um, I know that some of your listeners won't know what this means, but my sun and my Mercury are both at 15 degrees of Pisces. So it's when I speak, you really are getting the essence of me. Like you, you, you feel me because my, the way I communicate and the way my mind work is intricately linked with the biggest ball of energy in our solar system that could fit 1.3 million planet earths inside it. So I love that you can feel that across the screens and across the ethers as we're communicating via the internet. And even just talking to you, I'm like turning red, like the sun oh and like the pink walls. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, okay, putting that aside, you're, I mean, you're awesome, right? But okay, one thing I thought while you were talking was that I know, because I, I think I got to know you on Instagram. It might have been Facebook, but I know that you share a lot about solar flares. So oh isn't that God. interesting? Yeah, you love, I mean, you say, hey, if you're feeling this, mm. solar flares. Now, can you talk to us? Like, what are solar flares? Oh, well, I know that what I started noticing that um, I would get, I'm so sensitive with all my water. And I know that we, our hearts beat electrically. And so our brains also have electric 
electricity between the synapses. And when the sun um, has some sort of an eruption of like, hello, I'm doing my solar dance, it is an electrical experience. Even I feel like, even though they're like, oh, we won't feel the effects of it for three days, I feel like we feel it right away. I think that scientists don't really um, take into account how sensitive we as human beings are and that we're spirits having this, we're, we're this infinite spirit squeezed into this little human body. And I, so when the sun does its flare, I feel like electrically our physical bodies get disrupted. And if it if, if it affects the um, internet, which it does, and radio, there are radio blackouts when that happens, absolutely, I'm going to feel it here. So when I start to notice people around me are like, I have a headache, or, oh my God, I just got knocked out, I'm so exhausted. I'm like, is there a solar flare? And usually there is. So I find that really helpful, in addition to the astrology, for the contextualization of what it's like to be human on planet Earth right now. Well, it's interesting that you add that element. That is so unique because I haven't seen that talked about nearly as much. And so I love that you bring this unique thing to astrology and help us to understand it. A solar flare is an intense localized eruption of electromagnetic radiation in the sun's atmosphere. Flares occur in active regions and are often, but not always, accompanied by coronal mass ejections solar particle events, and other solar phenomenon. Wow, that's so fascinating. And so how do you know a solar flare is taking place? Um, well, I actually will go and research online solar flares today, especially if oh, okay. things are extra wacky. Um, it, there used to be a an app that told me solar flare coming, but they they had technical difficulties, I think, with Pluto moving into Aquarius. So their app is like died. So I have to research it. And I do it when I'm like, everything is extra wacky right now. Let me see what's going on. Is there a little solar activity? So that's how I figure I do a little research. Oh, that's amazing. And so you uh, find that this tends to be a time of like heightened energy for you and different emotions coming on. I loved that you talked about how you feel things ahead of time. You know, yes. I am like that as well. And I think that a few things came to mind when you said that. So one was, we are older souls than ever before. So on a soul level, we have a lot more experience than, you know, any other time in humanity with how much our soul has experienced before this lifetime and even during this lifetime as well. But also, yeah, some people are just more sensitive to these things. And that's why when I share like, hey, this is going to be happening, I always try to say around, you know, around yes. Wednesday or around Thursday, only because I know certain signs are going to feel that energy coming on more than others might. Certain people might feel that energy coming on. And then it also is where in the world you are, because time, when we say time is an illusion, we mean a couple different things. So one thing we mean is that the present is the only thing that actually exists. I was talking to this incredible person the other day. She was talking about how it is um, the present moment that is your destiny. The mm. present moment is your destiny. That's it. Your destiny is not found in the future. It's found only in the present. Um, and so it's so intriguing how if we allow ourselves to live in the present moment, yeah, we're going to feel these energies or be aware that we're feeling them that much more. 
And so I might say around Wednesday, there's going to be a solar flare. You might start feeling it on Sunday or Monday because I know I do. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think that I also think that people who tend to even be curious about astrology and be like, oh, let me see what's going on astrologically. And they find your channel or mine. And then those are the people who actually probably feel it perhaps more in advance because they're a little more tuned in than the people who are walking around who don't know about astrology at all, which I find very fascinating Like that there are people who don't know about the movement of the planets. You might not know about it, but let's say it knows about you. <laughs> it's really right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. astrology is going to find you. It's interesting because hard aspects bring people to astrology, perhaps more than any other thing. I remember back in the day when I was, you know, first starting out as a full-time astrologer, doing readings at my kitchen table, and how many people would come in because they were having a Pluto transit. They just started having a Pluto conjunction or square. And yeah, they came because the point of Pluto is to make you aware that, you know what, we're powerless, but that's okay. You can still trust life and know that you'll end up somewhere good. And so they almost needed that affirmed. On some level, they knew that something's going on here that I don't understand. And they felt called to an astrologer to explain it to them. And so it's fascinating how these really intense emotions and feelings, even if you're not into astrology at all, once it comes on, it's incredible how it shows up in the chart. Even if you don't even know your chart exists, or you know nothing about it, it will be there. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And that is, I love that you brought up a Pluto transit because that is some of what I'm hoping to address when I'm working, um, when I'm going to be teaching at Synchronicity University on, it's May 5th. That's when I'll be teaching. And um, I, I know that I have had some experiences when I work with a, a healer or an astrologer where I left fell, feeling not, I left feeling not as worse than when I went in to see the person. And my, my grand fantasy is that perhaps there's some invitation to allow the, to be able to talk about difficult transits um, or challenging transits in a way that leaves me as the client feeling like, okay, there's, I feel empowered. I feel validation. I feel witnessed. I feel held. I feel seen by you. I don't feel like you're trying to fix it for me because that I know for me, like I'm 52 and I have a lot of clients who are much younger come to me. And of course I have this, I have three planets in Sagittarius and I think I know exactly what they should do. Like I know exactly truth and what is going to be right. And it is not my job. I'm not their higher power. It is, and who am I to deprive another person of his or her pain? My pain has been my greatest teacher. So how do I sit and hold space as the healer, the astrologer, whatever you want to call what, what I do? Um, how do I hold space in a way that allows you to feel witnessed and seen and not like I'm, I'm coming in with a savior complex? So wow. that is, that's, that's something I really feel strongly about because I have had it happen to me. Does that make sense the way I'm saying? Oh, that? absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I think there's a few layers there. So one is that 
I remember before I was a full-time astrologer and I was just a student. And uh, I mean, I worked at Walmart. I was doing readings behind the cash registers, right? For my other, my fellow co-workers. Um, and I remember, yeah, like when I was working at a college briefly, there too, everybody came to know that, oh, Nadia reads charts. Now to read charts for my coworkers and things like that, which is how a lot of us start, right? We start by, first it starts with your own chart. Then eventually people start saying, hey, look at my chart. And what happened for me was that eventually people started saying, hey, I'll give you 10 bucks if you look at my chart. And then, then I realized, oh, I can earn a living with this, right? I can support myself. Maybe starts with 10 bucks, but yeah. Yes. And yes. so, yeah, I remember how before I even turned pro, like years before, uh, late teens, early 20s, we're talking, right? Yeah. And it was back then that I, I remember somebody coming to me and saying to me, you said this, and it was something that, you know, wasn't empowering. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, you tend to be like this in relationships. And she was like, oh, I was thinking a lot because you said I'm like this in relationships and stuff. And I felt so bad about that because I felt like, well, if I'm not going to use this to empower people, what's the point? I mean, I think it's a part of learning. I've really been, you know, sort of being in a space lately of, of trying to understand that we all will, as part of our journey, as part of our own innocence, we will do things that might hurt other people, that might cause suffering. And we do our best not to do that with the best intention, but it still can happen, whether accidentally or before we knew better, right? Um, that is a part of it. but. That consciousness and bringing our own consciousness into it is such an important part of actively seeking not to do harm, especially as an astrologer, where I think as part of our collective consciousness, like the unconscious of the collective is, we are the intermediaries of the gods, because that's mm. what we were up until very recently, right? That's a mm -hmm. lot of responsibility. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, so how... You know, I'm in, I'm in um, Jungian analysis at Carl Jung, who loved astrology and knew how to draw charts himself and use them in his work with clients. And I am an, in analysis. I've been since I was 28, so 24 years. I love it. it. And so one of the things that is is it's really when I like at a certain point during my journey before I, oh no, I was actually knew about astrology, but I didn't pay that much attention to it. I was acting, I was very active in an addiction. And I was like, I, I said to my analyst, I was like, I can do whatever I want. I am having such a great time. This is amazing. And he was like, you know, you're getting a little close to flying in the realms of the gods, but you remember that you might have wax wings like Icarus. And they might melt when you get that close to the sun. And indeed, I did fall. <laughs> but he, what he did, what as this healer person, healer figure, was he held space for me as I fell. He did not try to prevent that. It was probably a Pluto transit. It was, he did not try to prevent it. He simply witnessed me and was there. Like, okay. And, and I think that part of also what is important for, I'll speak for myself, for me to know is that this is where my connection to spirit comes in because so maybe I'm working with a client who is in a Pluto transit and Pluto is, he's Hades. He's the God of the underworld. Like I, whenever I see Pluto coming and making a really intense aspect in a client's chart, I'm like, okay, 
there's some sort of a death portal that's open. It might be a symbolic death, like the way I've been living my life dies. Right. There is also a possibility that um, someone near you or an animal might leave his or her, his or her body. And I, and that's a possibility in this vibration of Pluto. So what can we become more comfortable and normalize talking about death as a vinyasa, as a transition, as this incredible, like Ram Dass, would get so excited when he was called to be a death doula when people were leaving their bodies. He's like, oh my God, it's the most sacred and incredible moment and honored to be there when the spirit's leaving the body. Yes, here I come. So I, I, and again, I'm a Pisces and my moon's in the 12th house. So I really love death. Like I love talking about it. I do acknowledge that not everyone feels so comfortable. As I do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, it's interesting because I remember years ago, many years ago, uh, my moon is 26 Sag, right? So I had like five exact conjunctions of Pluto to my moon. And I, the first conjunction was when I entered the dark night of the soul. That's how I understand it. And on the other side with the last conjunction, that was full-time astrology. You know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm deeply committed to and that much more. And of course, you know, Pluto conjunct the moon, maybe another astrologer would look at that and say, your mom might pass away, right? But that didn't oh. happen at all, at oh, all. Oh, even God, with that right. moon- someone might say that. Yeah, someone might say that. And, you know, there, even with that moon making all kinds of like interesting connections with other planets in my chart, um, it was interesting that my relationship with my mom transformed completely completely i mean uh, she's like my absolute best friend like she's the person i oh i'm so deeply committed to i talk to her every day and that's part of why i feel like i can go out into the world that much more because i have that anchor i have that support that love that friendship and i, I don't think that would have been possible if we hadn't done the work and and seen her differently and realize that now she sees me differently as a result of that conjunction, even with its pain, um, to see how dedicated my mom was, to see how much she wanted to participate in my healing, whatever that meant for me. It was such a powerful thing that it was like the way we were ended and we started something else that was even more meaningful. Oh my gosh. I really get this image of you and your mom going inside a cocoon and both of you being like, let's disintegrate and dissolve together into goo. And there's no sign of what we were before. And now we're going to reconstitute and come out and the butterflies that we are, are going to be so magical and so fantastical. And we can't imagine them until they actually emerge. And, and I hear that it's gorgeous. Oh my God, just the way you explain that, this is why I love the way that you share astrology. This is what I love about the way you practice astrology, exactly that kind of language. So let me ask you about your class. And so we're looking at cultivating kindness and working with clients. This is exactly what we're talking about right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It is. I feel, you know, I've been uh, part- so lucky and well I don't know I have a I have a pretty blessed chart I know that even though I also have some really big challenges that I've been through but the healers that I've worked with and the analysts um I've had couple therapy group therapy uh Jungian analysis um amazing caring astrologers 
um, that for the most part invite me to, they don't rush me along in my journey. Just like uh, the thing with a Pluto transit, it's, it's, it's pretty slow usually like for our little human lives. And when I, sometimes people come to me, they're like, when is this going to be over? And I'm like, ah, do you really want, do you want me to tell you? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, maybe two and a half, three years. And they're like, (laughs) so the invitation for me as the carer, so so for the people who coming, who are going to be coming to your school and might be feeling curious, could I ever work with clients? Could I ever work and look at their charts and work with them? How do you, I'm going to speak about how to communicate about these kinds of transits in ways that are tender and gentle, not um, me set, me having hubris and saying, this is absolutely what it's going to look like, because I can't know that. <laughs> I am not a god. <laughs> I might have access to some of these languages of the gods that are in the soul blueprint, but I don't actually, I am not your higher power. You get to be your own guru. You get to be the one that you get to find Saturn in your chart and start to talk. Like, I feel like I really want to invite people to um, use language that is empowering because sometimes people will come to me and feel like, Oh my God, I was told I I'm never going to find a partner. I have a terrible Uranus. Venus square like it's and I'm like oh my goodness I'm so sorry you had that experience and it's almost like reparative our work together is for me to repair and invite what how else could we express Venus square Uranus how how else might that look and like for us to get really creative and I feel like that also because I'm an art I don't know if you know this but I used to be an I am an opera singer too like I'm a professional opera singer so I have this artistry I think that helps me, you probably, I'm sure you do as well, um, helps me to speak in images that speak to you. And if you, if you're, whoever you're talking to doesn't speak astrology, maybe this image that's coming to my mind will illuminate the vibration that I'm trying to communicate to you. Did I even, did I even answer any sort of question that you asked? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So look, I always try to give people something that they can use. Like whenever I interview someone, uh, something that they can take away, something that they can learn. And so I know that we talked about solar flares. And so basically there are ways to be aware of when solar flares are happening. You can find out online. What's the name of the app that you like? Um, it's actually, it has a rather doomsday name, but it's called Disaster Prediction App. Oh my Disaster God. Pre- <laughs> it's, a, it's a little rough. That is no one else rough. has one. No one else has one. So no one, they haven't oh think up a better name yet. Yeah, maybe they should, or maybe obviously something's working for them. We're talking about their app, right? <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you the app I really love. Just, you know, I'll just share. It's an app called Time Nomad. Now, I love this app because this app, it gives you the planetary hour where you are. And planetary hours are this really like old tradition going back to the ancients where uh, different hours were calculated to correspond with different angels, different planets. Um, and so, yeah, you get the notification every hour, what planetary hour is starting. And the other thing they do is when whatever aspects are happening in the sky, like major aspects and whatever aspects are happening to my chart, 
they will send me a notification and say, hey, tomorrow at this time, Mercury, uh, transiting Mercury will try your natal moon. And so I love oh, that. And it's totally free. It's called Time Nomad. So yeah, oh, that's, that's something great. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love that we live in a time where it, I mean, it is just so different now. Astrology is more available to more people than ever before. But it's also you being able to practice, like you said, you are your own guru. You being able to cultivate the skill of astrology. Like that's the thing. That's why sometimes, you know, when people say you're, oh, Nadia, you're you're gifted and things like that. I always tread really lightly when I hear that kind of stuff because I know it's coming from that love and, and that means so much to me. But at the same time, it's so important for me to affirm that anybody can do this. It's a skill. It's something yes. you learn. And if you learn it, you can do it. And I love feeling that we are all equal. That's so important to me. I know you were talking about before we started Venus, North Node and Aquarius. Do you have anything else in Aquarius? No, but it's in my seventh That's house. A lot. So it's, it's okay. a lot. And I feel, and I, and, and I just feels very much where my life is headed. Yeah. Yeah. Humanitarian and also not fitting into any box. I'm, I relate much more to the modern ruler of Uranus than Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, Uranus squares my son, but you know, I have an Aquarius son. And so yes. it's all about equality, isn't it? And so yes. now we're at Pluto and Aquarius. How about that? Okay. So I just want to remind everybody that Natalie, once again, is coming to Synchronicity University as part of the May 2023 speaker series. For a very limited time, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. And she's going to be teaching about cultivating kindness when working with the clients, which is going to be such a wonderful discussion. Okay, so before I let you go, so links are in the description below. Sign up at synchronicityuniversity.com. Let me ask you, Pluto and Aquarius, what are your thoughts? Because I love oh talking God. about this. I've been talking about it for years. So yeah. Oh, I'm I feel like it's I'm so excited. I think that it's this invitation to uh, when I teach um yoga and sing opera to my yoga students and tell them about astrology. And when I've been teaching about Pluto and Aquarius, I'm reminding my students to remember that we there's this invitation. I, I, there has been like with us. I want to do it, try to do it myself. I want to do it all by myself. I can do this alone. And actually with Pluto moving into Aquarius, how can I step into power, Pluto, in connecting with others in remembering that I am a part of a community? I get to actually reach out and say, hey, Jim, I don't know how to plant this potato. Would you show me? And then I'll take a look at your chart. Like, what about that? It's such an opportunity for also for me as a to come, I, I know I appear unshy, but I can be shy to come out of my comfort zone and be and actually reach out to strangers and say, I need some help. Are you open to helping? And allowing them to feel the delight in being able to help another person, this humanitarian, the power of humanitarianism. That is that is some dopamine wow. that we have accessible, I feel like, for the next 20 some years with Pluto moving into Aquarius. Wow. So it is the power of being there for each other. The power of humanitarianism is something that we as a collective are going to learn about. And I think also because it is Pluto, we should mention that, it, yeah, it's the power of it, but also don't abuse the power of it yes. either. Right. That's the thing. Yes. There are healthy ways to do that. 
And uh, that's something we'll be talking about as a collective. That's a wonderful way to put it. Natalie, I adore you once again, you guys. Natalie is somebody that I love. I love her energy, the way she does astrology. I'll make sure there are links below so you can find her online. And of course, you can find her at Synchronicity University this May as part of the speaker series. Choose your tuition rate on right now for a very limited time. Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy I had this time with you because you're so amazing. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. What a treat. Also, my Mars is at 26 degrees of Sagittarius. So we wow. have like energized me. Yeah. And you talked about your Pisces placements earlier. That's hugging my midheaven. So oh there you go. Goodness. We are so oh connected. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So thank beautiful. you again, Natalie. And thank you, everybody out there for watching. Until we connect again. Take care. Bye.